SAFM. A very good Wednesday to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzeni is my producer, and our technical producer for today is Albert Klaassen. You may contact us by calling 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise SAFM, or at Shadow Twala. Now, uh, it's, in fact, it started on Monday. It is National Book Week. And today we talk to Natalie Becker, who is one of our National Book Week ambassadors, award-winning international actress and media presenter, and also an author of her work, The Tower of Nat, an inspirational manifesto for children, which has been published by the Center for the Book in Cape Town. Then later on, we talk mathematics, and we find the mathematical genius in you and your child and we've invited back at Zai Zvobo and we're not going to have a lunch by today because we don't have the time and you'll understand why. Natalie, hello, welcome to Otherwise Darling. Shadow, hello and it's so lovely to be here. It's great to hear your voice again. You, Thanks for having me. You beautiful woman, you. And Nick is talking. <laughs> I've always thought that we we need to bottle whatever it is you're drinking because you know we, we can sell it all <laughs> over the world. I've always thought that, that about you. I've always thought about you. You're a central spark of a woman. Oh, d- <laughs> darling, thank you. But now listen, National yes. Book Week started on the 1st. Yes. And how, how, how has, it, has the response been from the 1st? Well, it, it seems to have been quite fair. We'd obviously love to get more people involved. Um, you know, as the rollout is during National Book, Book Week, there are a number of objectives. 9,000 brand new books being handed out to the general public. Getting people involved. Um, the theme is going places. So, um, you know, that there was a, a, a basically a reading road show as well that is um, taken to the, uh, the province. Um, a physical journey of National Book Week traveling deep into South Africa but mm-hmm. also that theme reflects the magic of books and how reading books can uh, take you places. Now um, it's been going well so far. We'd love to get some more p- participation and how people can participate during this week which culminates this Saturday is find out about the program in your par- province and participate. Also donate books to organizations you know working with children, youth and disabled and also just buy a book for someone you know who doesn't have. The statistics are quite uh, horrendous. Do you know that 51% of South African households don't even have one book shadow? Mm, mm. They don't have one book and less than 10% of parents in this country read to their children. So we're asking people to do very little things, small things that make a big difference. You read a book, share a book, collaborate with someone. Um, yeah, you're talking about it, going you talking about going yes. places where is the is it in every province um yes it is um it's the travel from Joburg to Ganyesa from Bloemfontein to Barclay West from Worcester and now we are culminating in Paul uh, this Saturday the National Book Week bus tour um is culminating in Paul the closing ceremony happens this Saturday at the Drakenstein Public Library Hall that's in Paul East and it's 10 until 1 o'clock um, we'll have a keynote speaker, um, Minister of Cultural Affairs uh, and Sport, and then also the um, Honourable Executive Mayor Advocate uh, as well is going to be speaking, Hezi van der Fenton, and I'm going to be there and Mark Lachering as well as brand ambassadors. So, you know, we don't just want this to be a week and then people are highlighting books and its importance, but we want it to carry forward, and we believe that if people start little things like 
starting a culture of reading in your home. Simply, even if you're really busy and you've never done it before, read your child a story one night a week. Or, you know, um, give your... Most people have got a collection, uh, you and I both, of books at home. Mm. Some will read, some will never read. Find out who in the community or who, you know, does not even have one book and just hand it over. You know, so do little things that will resonate for a long time. That's really the objective of this campaign. It's great awareness now, but also things that will carry forward and make a real difference in the long term. But now, you, where are the books coming from? Apart from the books that are being sponsored by, by individuals, and I, yes. I need to know where individuals may drop them apart from giving them to somebody, but is there, okay, a, col- is it, is there a collection point for these books? Yes, I'm going to have to give you a um, an address for that mm-hmm. contact, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask to, uh, to, to because there are different collection points. So okay. people can go, can, I'll give you a number. Um, it's, uh, people can call 011-482-6155. Mm-hmm. Or they can go to facebook.com. There's a National Book Week page there. Okay. where all the details are, National Book Week um, on Facebook. And then I'll give you the Twitter handle as well, Shadow. It's at NBW underscore SA. Okay. So that's National Book, NBW for National Book Week underscore SA. And people can uh, can have a look at all those different collection points and where they can... Um, how they can participate. Because it's happening all over the country at the moment. Yes, it is. And it t- is happening. As I said, from Johannesburg, uh, through Bloom, through Bar- Barclay, West Vista, and now uh, Paul in just a couple of days. And who are the recipients? You're saying people can come and collect books, but is there is there a, a, a format in which the b- books are handed out, or can anyone just walk up to the, the bus, for that matter, and just receive a book? Um, the, the the mechanics of that are all on the Facebook page, uh-huh. and you'll be able to see that on Twitter as well. So mm-hmm. I, I would suggest that that uh, people who do want to participate, whether they would like to receive books or donate books, call that number, and then also go to the Facebook page, Shadow, now, uh, well, to how, find out those details. Yeah. How do we get y- your book, The Tower of Nat? You know, that was that project I did years ago. Um, this is my first year as an ambassador for National Book Week. Mm-hmm. And I just recently obviously came on board. Um, but yeah, but uh, reading's always been a huge part of my life. And a couple of years ago, I was invited by the Center for the Book to address learners on World Book Day. And they liked my talk, so they made it part of one of their publications. They Fantastic. published it on the back page. And they said, for the next year, could you talk again? But also, could you write something that would be published as part of National Book Day? Mm-hmm. And it's just a little, they, they invite schools in the provinces to invite essays from children, and they have a theme. One of the themes was the bravest person I know, and the other theme was um, life is a never-ending journey. And so then they, they select 10 of the best stories that have been submitted, or essays from learners across South Africa, and then, um, or actually, sorry, this, this was the Western Cape, and then, um, so mine was included, and the Dow of Nat was part of that. So it's, I don't think it's in print anymore, but that year it was distributed as part of National Book Week across the province um, to all the schools. So it was just a three-page manifesto, a little manifesto for living positively and creating consciously. Um, but it's also something that I would love to expand on. Um, you know, it, it basically was a way of living in the world uh, that would, an effective way of living and a peaceful way of living in the world. Well, I look um, forward I look forward to your work. Now the pressure's on. You, you have and to... I, indeed, indeed. It, the, the, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I know I just 
I've just said publicly, but I also want to tell you about another exciting little event, if, if I may, mm-hmm. a little project I'm involved with, is I have decided to run the, um, the Oslo Marathon for a little organization called MUT, um, and I'm doing that in a couple of uh, days' time in Oslo. So I just wanted people to keep an eye out and watch this space also. Of course, National Book Week draws to a close um, this Saturday, and then my next little adventure is running the Oslo uh, Marathon or just the 10K to raise awareness and funds for, for much. But maybe that's something we can talk about on your show another time. Well, we? well, I want you to come and see me when you come back from Oslo and, let's, and tell us all about it. Huh? That would be fantastic. Thanks for your time, darling. I know you're a very busy woman, so this is really appreciated. <laughs> it's always a pleasure, Shadow, and thank you so much for your time. You take care, Natalie. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. If you want to know more about the National Book Week, then Facebook.com. There's a special page, National Book Week. On Twitter, it's at NBW uh, underscore SA. And the telephone number you may call for more information zero double one four eight two six one double five. When I come back, though, I thought, no, I'll give you a few quotes about mathematics. Uh, I found one by Bertrand Russell, because I'm about to talk to the the author of the mathematical, mathematical genius in you and girl child rise up in STEM, STEM being science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, Edzai Zvorbo. Now, here's the quote by Bertrand Russell. It says, The true spirit of delight, the exaltation, the sense of being more than man, which is the touchstone of the highest excellent, is to be found in mathematics as surely as in poetry. How beautiful is that? Here's another. Love was even more mathematical than poetry. It was the pure mathematics of spirit. And this one is by Charles Williams. Otherwise, on SAFM... Now, last week I was inspired by this young man and uh, he joins us in the studio now and I want you to please join us in the conversation and, and call in just in case you missed uh, the workshop that he, he was he had last week. In fact, on, on the 30th, uh, there was a workshop in, at, in Santon City Mall. Um, so I've, I've made him available to you again because a lot of people asked me, you know, if they could talk to him. So the number to call in the studio is 0892102010. You may even SMS us on 34701 uh, to have a conversation or just to engage at Zai's verbal on mathematics. And he says, in all of us lives a mathematical genius and in your child as well. All of us have a mental block when mathematics is mentioned. So SMS 34701 or call us on 0892 10 hello, welcome. Thank you for joining me in the studio in Johannesburg. Hi, Shadow, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I get very excited and inspired <laughs> when I, I hear people like yourself and the beautiful things you're doing. How, did, how was the response to the event you held last week? Uh, it was amazing. You know, uh, we did learn a lot uh, in the workshop. Uh, it was quite interactive where parents were asking and they were sharing their experiences with math. And uh, we were coming up with strategies on how best we can support our children to be the best they can be in mathematics. It was a resounding success. And I feel confident to actually take it across the country to different places. Oh, no, that's that's good to hear because it, a lot of people ask me this question and it didn't matter to me. But how old are you? 
because people said, <laughs> how old is he? I said, I've never met him. I don't know the guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what he looks like. So I'll walk past you in the street. But if, if just for those that are interested, how, how old are you? Uh, okay, experience-wise, I'm 60, but uh, <laughs> chronologically, I'm only 32. Well, that's that, that, that's that's amazing. Yes. So, how do you unleash? And and the thing that excited me last week is when you spoke about uh, mathematics as as a, as as a tool to solve problems, which is really what it is, yes. and how we could sort out some of our service delivery. And I think that that resonated with a lot of people because yes. the people I spoke to afterwards said to me. Oh my goodness! We didn't think of it that way. You know that you could, mm-hmm. you, you, you could. So, do you want to expand on that a bit? Yes, Shadow. Uh, actually, you know, when we were doing the workshop on Saturday, uh, something came up that a lot of people actually didn't know what mathematics is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mathematics has been reduced to arithmetic, where you're just counting numbers one two plus one equals two. You're adding, subtracting, and, multipli- and multiplying. But mathematics is far broader than that. It is an art of problem solving. It is a scientific uh, field, but it is an art because the whole idea is solving problems. Because what good is that subject if we don't apply it in life, Mm. of Mm. which everything around us is mathematics. Uh, Just before the show, I know you were all philosophical. I had you come up with a (laughs) veteran wrestle. Yes. Yes. And uh, that's... That summed up what mathematics is actually. Mathematics is the most beautiful subject that you can ever come across because with mathematics, it will improve even your, your language, your diction, uh, your, 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 your structure, you know. So for you to be uh, a, a, a holistic person, you need to have mathematics because it's, it will help you become aesthetically uh, appreciative. For example, Leonardo da Vinci improved his... Uh, paintings through mathematics, mm-hmm. through the use of uh, what is known as the golden ratio, mm-hmm. 1.618, uh, which is called the divine proportion. It's found in every natural thing that ever existed. And anything that is beautiful is actually uh, uh, respects that, that ratio. 1.618. T- yes, I can tell you, Shadow, if you were here, I would, I would actually measure your face and I would be <laughs> able to come up exactly to 1.618. That's a compliment, by the way. You are so kind. I was going to say, you are so kind. And yes. thank you for those kind words. But take us back yes. a bit, because I want, I want to use this time mm-hmm. to just give us a, a taste of what we would have or the kind of workshop you gave last week, because I want us to be encouraged. I want us to mm-hmm. leave this show today and go and find either your book Mm -hmm. but also just take ourselves further in understanding mathematics so Mm -hmm. where do we begin because and is there an age um, appropriate uh, time to start um, um, start learning more about mathematics is your book uh, the kind of book I would read at my age and mm-hmm. I would be able to impart to my daughter mm-hmm. um, who's in matric now yes. and, and, and we, we both kind of learn and assist each other in unleashing the genius? Yes, uh, mathematics can be studied at any age. Uh, it is age independent as long as you learn the correct principles. So math is a language in itself. The alphabet being the number line system. And then when you start saying one plus one equals two, you're creating mathematical sentences, okay. which 
uh, you can translate into your real everyday life saying one orange plus one orange equals two oranges. Now that's application of uh, those mathematical sentences in real life. In fact, I'm thinking of me cooking, adding a bit of ingredients to one, which makes the, the whole, right? Yes, that's it. So you find that uh, what's not being emphasized in our schools is that is the, th- is the metho- method of thinking, which should be ingrained from really like three, four years. Uh, kids should be already uh, be able to think in a logical manner to be able to, to understand the problem before rushing to the solution, you know, because you find that every problem that you're going to meet, if, you, if you've got that framework to say, understand the problem, devise a plan, carry out the plan, evaluate. If you actually master that, those four steps, right, depending on the situation and context, you can have sub-steps in, in between. But if you master that from a young age, and apply it in a mathematical context, in non-mathematical context, I can assure you that there's no way you can go wrong. Because I remember Newton saying that if you're going to take 10 correct steps, you definitely get to the solution, no matter which route you use, as long as they were correct. So that's where the creativity, the art part of mathematics comes in to say, be as creative as you can be. As long as you're obeying the laws of mathematics, you'll be able to succeed and get to the solution. So now, for parents, my book has been written in such a way that uh, it's written in simple English, where anyone of any age will be able to read it and understand what it is that they need to do in order to understand and un- unleash that genius that is lying within them. And also... That's right. That's right. Yes, Just ma'am. hang 10, please. I know. I, yeah, we're going to take a little break, come back, but hold that thought because I want you to give us those steps again so that we don't lose you and then come back uh, to talk more about the book and, and problem solving. But we're back taking a break now after this. Otherwise, on SAFM... Mathematics with Azaivova. Have you given up on your child's mathematical ability? Do you suffer from maths phobia and want to get rid of it? Do you believe that mathematics is for a selected few? Do you need to know how to support your child mathematically? Do you need to find ways of recognizing mathematical genius and nurturing it? Well, you know what? We can answer all those questions. You may SMS us at 34701 or better still, call us 0892 102010. Azaiv is in the studio in Johannesburg. Now, that, that methodology you're talking about, understanding the problem what was the second one uh so understanding the problem is the first one mm-hmm. devise a plan this is where you're saying of all the formulas that i've learned which one is the appropriate one given uh based on the understanding of the problem like what information am i given what am i supposed to do what is the objective of the question because mm-hmm. a lot of kids don't even understand that before they rush on to look for a formula okay. so once you've got your formula then you utilize the formula so that is implementing the plan Okay. So implementing the plan, you're allowed to implement a plan and get it wrong and go back and, and re-understand the problem. So it's like a cyclic uh, process. It's not linear where you say, okay, because I've already got a plan, then I can't go back. You can always, you are, there's room for mistakes. As long as people understand that mathematics is a subject of problems and problems you will get wrong, definitely. But, but what, I want to yes. know if, if there's the same. We're working towards the same solution because if I'm if I'm devising my own plan, depending yes. on my understanding, my formula may not necessarily. It may solve the problem, mm-hmm. but not necessarily have this be the same formula as yours. Yes, uh, the formula might be different, but the solution. If both of you obeyed the laws of mathematics, no matter what route you take, you will come to the same answer. Hmm. 
laws again. You know, I don't like laws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yes. a bit of a rebel. Maybe yes. that's why I rushed for the answers. Uh, you're going to have to be patient with us. We're going to come back and take calls after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Okay, so we've come to the same conclusion after understanding, and, uh, but there are no rules around and how you what, how you apply your the way you understand the problem in the first place. No, there are no rules. That's where the creativity comes in. Uh-huh, yes. Uh-huh. So, you and then so, the devising of the plan, right? The devising of the plan is dependent on how you understood the problem. Because okay. you find that someone will will have a plan where they will draw a, a, a diagram. Someone is more text based. Someone will use a standard formula. So it's it's we we should give. That room for creativity to say there's so many tools out there what can you use that is best for you so it's about looking for the most efficient uh, plan as well but now can you and all the, this language is all in numbers though hey yes this is all in numbers that we're talking about yes this is all in numbers and some other squiggles funny things that you know numbers and symbols and symbols <laughs> <laughs> yes. call them squiggles, squiggles. <laughs> So you yeah. can tell how bad I did with my math in school. But then, uh, it, so you're saying your book will give us the, these basics? Yes. You. So I've written it in a simple, simple, simple way that uh, I remember when I was still teaching, my grade eight kids could understand it and they could appreciate what was uh, being said in the book. Mm-hmm. And the feedback that I'm getting from all the people that have been buying the book is that uh, it's readable, although, yeah, I think I'll need more pictures in the book, yeah, but otherwise, <laughs> yes, so I, I'm not a pictorial person. Well, I, I suppose it, it helps people understand better, especially younger yes. people. Yes, that's but, true. But maybe even elderly people. So mm. when we've understood and devised and, and then we find the solution, when you understand that process, are you saying then you can translate it to anything in your life? Anything in, in life, anything, absolutely anything, because you find that in most uh, of these professions, be it art, be it design, advertising, they will tell you they go through uh, a design thinking process. And that process, if nurtured from a young age, uh, I'm telling you, you will go places. So I've actually written another book, eh? But, well, uh, I was coming <laughs> to that, The Girl Child Rise Up. Not that one, another Ooh. one. <laughs> okay, you're a busy okay. guy. I actually have it in the studio here in Joburg. Okay. Uh, it's called Spreading mathematical happiness. Spreading mathematical happiness, yes. yeah. So I've actually defined what mathematical happiness is to try and capture those aspects that you should look for when you're doing mathematics. So I'll just read to you the definition of mathematical happiness. Please. Mathematical happiness is a state whereby you know that you can do maths and you're willing to pursue mathematical excellence at any cost with a full knowledge that it will not be easy but it is necessary to attain your goals and will be useful in the future. Okay, so so one has to put in the work. Yes, so the work, I mean, we can't. Ex- we, there's no excuse for hard work. Hard work is always going to be there, mm-hmm. but if you're willing to pursue it with all your ma- might and all your heart, you will succeed in maths. And also, I've put in the utility value of maths. Obviously, if you're doing that maths and you're acknowledging its use in life, in, in the future and in the present then I think you will do it with more vigor, with more energy because you can see its use. But otherwise if it's just a, another language a cryptic language that's there that doesn't make sense to you then I mean really you will disengage definitely. 
you know, I'm thinking, how does one then get rid of, of, of the phobia? Because I think the word mathematics, mm. I mean, even now, mm. I, I know that, you know, whoever's listening is kind of like, no, I'm not, I'm not listening to this, you know. I'm not. <laughs> There's this phobia that, okay, we've come to terms with the fact that we can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're not going to just pursue it. Because people think, and now you've just told us that you use it in, in all spheres of life. Yes. Because people think, I'm not going to be a scientist or anything like that, so I yeah. don't need mathematics so how do we get rid of that phobia should we change the 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 language maybe of mathematics uh yes the way it's presented as i've said it needs repackaging but obviously that's a long-term uh solution in the meantime uh all the teachers and parents should actually make a a concerted effort to try and make maths fun uh if you go on my website www.mathsgenius.co.za you'll find that uh, I've put uh, a a tab called Maths Q&A and there I've been uploading lots of Maths videos, Maths songs I've been putting a lot of a lot of things that will just try and lighten maths and mm. take away the stigma that mm. maths is this horrible animal that's coming to eat me alive. Well, you know, I've always said that if they put science in music and gave it to Beyonce and those kinds of people to, to sing about science, all of us would be scientists. I'm telling you. But here's an SMS, here's an SMS now. Somebody says that I have a great two child and I would like to know how to introduce mental maths steps for bonds multiplication and division please give guidance okay so uh i'll just go back to my statement that uh the alphabet for maths since it's a language is for the child to at least know what the numbers are right if they know if they can count up to say 50 for example Mm -hmm. uh then you teach them addition teach them nothing else but addition uh if you can do like 50 problems a day right for a week I can assure you that child will be a genius. So addition, addition, addition. And then you're going to take the relationship between addition and multiplication and use that to teach multiplication now. For example, uh, 2 plus 2 plus 2. What is the answer, Shadow? 6. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get you there. <laughs> okay. You so, thought I'd say 4, hey? Yeah, I thought you were going to say 4, yeah. <laughs> now, so that's... 2 plus 2 plus 2 is equal to 6, right? Mm-hmm. What is 2 times 3, Shadow? 6. 6. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what can you construct from that? What what relationship is there between addition and, subtra- don't and ask, multiplication? Don't me now. Don't go. Don't, I'm don't sorry. Go. I have to do this to you. But <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. What relationship? Yes. What's, what's the relationship? I mean, really, you can see that there's something, right? There's a relationship there. 6 is a relationship. Uh, there are three twos. 2 times 3, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There are so, three, three twos with a plus. Yes. And and there's a three and a two with the multiplication, right? So can you see that multiplication is actually a shortened version of addition? Okay. Because it's saying you're adding two three times mm-hmm. to get six. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So instead of writing two threes, I mean three twos, you're now just saying two times three. Okay. Right. So you're saying the number two is being added by itself how many times three times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you use that those kind of thinking you know to say how it's about relationship building to say what is the relationship between addition that you now know mm-hmm. to multiplication okay now multiplication to division okay. division and multiplication to powers exponents and all that so it's it's about an incremental learning you know Whereby an association, of course, an association of symbols and numbers. I'm telling you, one of the biggest skills in mathematics is relationship identification, identification of patterns. 
to say, oh, yesterday we did addition. It was this. So where can I use that addition in this scenario? You know? And then once you've done two, two times three is equal to three. I mean, two times three is equal to six, right? Then you go on to word problems. Now you apply that very multiplication in word problems. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's about relationship, showing them the relationship. And nowadays there's so many nice, um, applications that are visual that will show you two oranges, two oranges, two oranges, you know, you know, and then they play around. They're interactive like that. Uh, and that's the best way. I'm telling you, using the, multiplication table and using visual aids in terms of uh getting visual oranges i love i love oranges i always use oranges i'm sorry (laughs) yeah getting that and using using that to explain to the child but don't use oranges if your child doesn't eat oranges make sure it's something that is meaning to the child something that will inspire them and push them to learn so if there's if they love sweets then use sweets yes something that is meaning in their life i love and respect your mother right now (laughs) listen we're coming back to talk about the girl child rise up in stem and i want to know why girl child uh, specifically yes but we'll do that after this otherwise on safm my guest is in the Joburg studio at Zai Zvorba, who is so passionate about uh, mathematics. I really, I really am, am, am so inspired. You know, think of it differently as well. We're still taking your SMSs if you'd like to, to ask questions, but uh, also you may call us 0892 10 20 10. Now, why did you think, Zai, that yes. uh, there has to be a, a book for the girl child specifically? Uh, you find that uh, in all the uh, activities that I've been doing countrywide, uh, I've found that the girl child has got the least probability of succeeding but, uh, due to uh, societal uh, constraints. Mm-hmm. You find that uh, the girl child is being exposed to more chores at home. The girl child is already defeated before she goes to school. She's given less chance of you know, uh, having a decent shot at life. So I believe that girl child empowerment, especially in maths and science, is the low hanging fruit that will bring our society to become an, uh, a knowledge economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there are times when I used to take a taxi from Tembisa to Midrand and uh, I would be the only male or just me and the taxi driver. And all the other people in the taxi were women. But you find that all these women were, were, were only maids and uh, maybe your storekeepers, you know, two operators. Mm-hmm. And then I was saying, you know, women are the ones that are willing to work, but they cannot go beyond uh, being a maid because they don't have the skills. And they don't have the skills because of cultural and societal prejudices. Mm. So for me, I've taken it upon myself to ensure that I am biased towards the girl. So in all my maths and science motivational talks and programs, I endeavor to make sure that I focus on the girl child without neglecting the boy child as well. Hmm. Um, Tabani, when I, when I, hold on, there's, there's, there's Tabani on the line who's called us. Please, please, let's welcome him. Tabani, hello. Hello, hello, how are you there? Good, thank you, Tabani. Thank you very much. I apologize, I've joined the program quite late, but I am absolutely inspired by your guests. Oh, thank what you. I would just like to know, have you spoken to the Department of Education at all about making you an ambassador? For mathematics and so on, because I think you would change a lot of 
myths around mathematics and fears around mathematics. Quite honestly, I believe you deserve a position of an ambassador for mathematics. Tabane, you know, last week I, I had the same guest and I asked him if he'd, if he'd made overtures yeah. to the Department of Education. But what, 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 what did you answer me? What was your answer, Zai? Uh, I said, uh, we're in the process. Uh, I've engaged one or two people from the Department of Education. But uh, I would like to acknowledge SABC at this time. Uh, they've done a wonderful job. They've, they've been uh, accommodating me and pushing uh, the, the cause to get uh, the maths and science perception changed in South Africa. So, uh, mm. hands up to uh, SABC Education in particular. Tabani, thank you so much. Uh, Tabani, are you able to make inroads on behalf of Azai? I don't know what you do, but... It's I, a- I can't. I'm, ju- I'm just an independent person who, who was also quite horrified by mathematics, quite honestly. I wish I was just a little younger and listening to Zai at that, at that age, because I would have gone to mathematics. And I'm thinking of the little ones and, and, and how inspired they would be, just listening to him. And, and, and his teach to link in mathematics with real-life situations is absolutely amazing. Fantastic. Tabane, thank you so much for responding in a positive <coughs> way. Thank you. Thank you very much, and congratulations. Bye. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Let's speak with Kevin in Durban. Kevin? Hello. Hi, Kevin, are you there? No, I think I think Kevin, oops, Kevin yeah. didn't stay with us. Okay. But but you you see what where my inspiration comes from because I, I you you talk to people and it's like oh my goodness I want to go and do math again. So please do do uh, let us know when and and the kind of response you get from the Department of Education. I'm sure they are inspired equally and they need to of course consult with other people before before making you an ambassador. Yes. But Kevin is back with us. Kevin, hello. Hi. Hello. Um, thanks a lot. I, I completely agree. I'm, I, I've done it myself, and I'm, I'm a university lecturer. Uh, what I wanted to ask your guest was whether he's seen or read a book called How Mathematicians Think. Um, the the context of the book is that um, basically the way real mathematicians think, you know, the famous ones, Euler, Gauss, these people, is not the way it's taught. The way it's taught is with all the jargon, which is necessary to simplify things. But but the way they thought in the first place is is the way, a sort of a common sense way, and it's quite uplifting to realise that. Yeah, true, true. I agree totally. Um, you find that uh, Einstein was more was so much into metaphysics, physics, and uh, he he was a normal guy who took normal problems and model them mathematically. So I think exactly. a, a lot of people get drowned in the mathematics itself without actually just taking themselves out and uh, having a clear view of what the problem is, you know. And, and I think, if you don't mind me saying, one of the problems is the teachers themselves, mm, they've done well at math, but they don't see beyond it. They don't, often they don't understand how to explain it in those ways that don't use all the jargon and the symbols mm-hmm. true uh kevin it's uh, it's quite refreshing to have someone call in like this and say this I, i'm really happy that you're out there so i hope that you're going to inspire someone uh in your class and in your community thank you very much thank you Thank you, Kevin. So we, we still have, what's our conclusion here? When I, as I, because we, we still have, again, as I was listening to you and Kevin talking about the way people just study and swat and get through these numbers just to get that degree or certificate in order to kind of do the things they, they want. So 
again, the language, the way maths is marketed and it's, mm. is taught is not, is, is, is not uh, producing what the country requires. Yes. Okay, Shadow, I think if, if we are to ask ourselves, okay, this is not a South African thing, this is an, an international yes, thing. Yes, yes. Because if I live in America, in the United States, they have a maths crisis. But the way that they are talking about their maths crisis is different from what South Africa is, ta- is saying. What are they saying? You find that Americans are generally confident individuals. They are taught to be confident. And I'm telling you, they can come and say uh, non-value-adding things, but you, you clap hands, you know. So that's something they, that we need to adopt even in our mathematics to say confidence, confidence. As lo- as the, the, uh, the subject is packaged in a very abstract manner. Okay, and changing it, it's a process as well. It's a long-term process. We can't change it overnight. But let us try and optimize whilst it's still the way it is. Mm. Even those people that are advocating for uh, local language uh, instruction of mathematics, fine, yes, it's good, it's nice, but those are long-term effects. We need to solve tomorrow's problems today by ensuring that we don't have a cohort of learners that uh, are mathematically ignorant. Yes. As I mouthful again, and I hope from your lips to, you know, the highest office in the land. I thank you so much for taking time out to join us again. I wish you all the best. Please tell us where we can help you get around the country and get the message across. Uh, um, and, and, of course, people will find those books. We'll send everyone to mathsgenius.co.za. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, actually, Shadow, I'd mm-hmm. like to take this opportunity to say, uh, to ask for help from someone out there, you okay. know. Uh, I'm presenting at the Mobile 360 conference in Atlanta on the 20th of September, mm-hmm. and my sponsor for the flight has just dumped me last minute. I'm going to be presenting about bridging the digital divide, the gender digital divide, where we're trying to get more girls into uh, science and mathematics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anyone can assist with a flight to Atlanta, I would be really, 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 when really are you do? When are you due for your presentation? Uh, it's going to be from the 20th of September to the 24th. So this is... Okay. Wh- yes. Hopefully somebody will respond and yes. will punt that uh, daily. But thank you so much and we wish you all the best. And people can get hold of you through through medsgenius.co.za, right? Yes, that's correct. Fantastic. Lots of love to your mother. Uh, thank you. And <laughs> lots of love to you as well. <laughs> thank you. Take care now. All right. Take care. Love him to bits.